Today's episode is brought to you by Poppins Period. I know what you might be thinking, Poppins Period? Mary, didn't you used to always talk about Bloody Buddy Cup, and now here you are talking about some other menstrual cup company? Well, guys, let me assure you that I'm not some menstrual cup talking ad reading floozy. They rebranded! Bloody Buddy Cup is now Poppins Period, and not only do they sell their original menstrual cup that we all fell in love with, with Bloody Buddy Cup, they now also sell a full lineup of other menstrual cup products, and there are more to come soon. They recently introduced period underwear, which I hadn't really been like that familiar with. I bought some like for the postpartum time. And I mean, like if we're talking about blood, we could talk about pee a little bit, right? I, I had four babies in six years. I've been wearing period underwear, you know, just like as some backup because, you know, like you sneeze, you laugh, you jump, you do whatever after you have babies. And it's like, you know, you need you need to be a little careful. So I've worn period underwear like in that capacity. But before I decided to promote it, I wanted to like give it a full cycle, see how I liked it in, you know, conjunction with my menstrual cup, because again, I love my bloody buddy cup so much. And I really, really loved it. The Poppins period underwear are like high waisted and like kind of like suck you in a little bit if that's something you're into. And they're so flattering. The um, cuts on the side are like that like seamless, nice cut. Like, so you're not going to have like bumps on the backs of your dresses. You know what I mean? Anyway, and they really, really worked so well. It was so absorbent. Am I allowed to say that word without grossing you all out? I think that we're far past that. Anyway, I want everybody to try it. If you go to poppinsperiod.com, you could use my promo code WANNACHAT for 10% off of any menstrual product that they sell on there. So you could get my beloved menstrual cup that I've been using for years. I love raving and telling people about this cup. It has truly changed my life. I feel like whenever I have my period now, I mean, luckily I've been blessed with like light periods and I don't really cramp that much, but the freedom I have been given by this cup cannot be over-exaggerated. It has changed my life completely. I love it so much and I'm really loving these period underwear. They have a couple other little products too and there's more to come later. So go to poppinsperiod.com. You can join their mailing list so you could be alerted every time they drop a new product and you could use my code WANNACHAT for 10% off of your whole purchase at Poppins Period. Okay, on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the I Just Wanna Chat podcast. I'm Mary. I'm so excited. We have a really good show today, if I do say so myself. I'm joined by my husband, and it's so much fun. Today, we talked about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, because you know that's like all the rage right now. But also, we talked about Olivia Rodrigo, which is also all the rage right now. We talked a little bit about the Ashton Kutcher stuff, which is like not all the rage. And we talked about Drew Barrymore, which is like medium rage. I'm going to stop with this bit because it's not funny anymore. And like, what are, what am I even saying? Medium rage? That's not, that's not a thing. But anyway, we talked about Drew Barrymore and the Writers Guild saga and you know, the nice resolution that that had. We gave a little bit of an eight passengers update, which is never fun, but you know, there's like some news to share. We also talked about um katie perry selling her masters and just like you know a couple other random pop culture fun stories and then at the end of the episode there's like a fun little bonus me and my friend jen we were supposed to record today's episode together but then we had technical difficulties we only got through one conversation of course that conversation was about a court of thorn and roses thorns and roses somebody who's smarter than me please clarify anyway she's a book expert we had a fun little conversation, so if you're into Akatar, that's like a fun little bonus at the end, and hopefully we could have Jen on the show soon because she is so much fun. Anyway, and now on with the show. Okay, bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. Alex is here, um, which always means one thing. It, it means that like I didn't really follow through and find a guest for this week, but we're still happy to have him. Hello, Alex. Hello. Thank you. Not to make you sound like a consolation prize or like plan B or anything, but you know, I did. I had a guest for this week, my friend Jen, Jen Castanio from um, Jen Likes Big Books underscore on Instagram. And we tried to record last night and then there were like technical difficulties. And then I was supposed to text her back and find a time to record today. But did I do that? No. Apparently not. Apparently not. So I have a trusty Alex Arndt. Alex, is there anything that you want to talk about today? Um, this is, we have not planned this. I mean, I have like a list of topics that I want to talk about. Um, but Alex, the time is yours if there's anything you want to chat about. Unfortunately, I don't have anything this time. I did, oh no, so, sorry. No, I did see a rocket the other day. <laughs> that was pretty cool. 
I just want to chat about the rocket I saw the other day. Tell the people about the rocket. Was it an Elon a, Musk one? N- I don't think so. It was. So then was it by NASA? Who else is doing rockets? Yeah, I think it was from the Space Force base in California. That's real. Yeah, apparently it's real. Edwards Space Force base, I guess, is the real thing. Huh. But um, yeah, I saw something that looked like a plane and then all of a sudden it disappeared. And apparently it was a rocket. Apparently. Are you just going to trust the mainstream media when it tells you that it was a rocket and not... Yes. I mean, we live... How far away do we live from Area 51? Miles, miles? A hundred miles. So that, in or theory, more. it could be something sketchy. Yeah, but it wasn't that direction. It was direction of California. I I can't tell the direction of things when I'm looking up at the sky. Can you? Yeah. The horizon. Okay. You're no fun. All anyway. It's the horizon. Your internal compass. I don't have one of those. I truly... Well, I mean, okay, so when I moved up to Utah, I remember it was a big deal to figure out, like, where north, south, east, and west was. Like, everybody would talk to me and be like, oh, it's on, like, 900 east or something. And I would just have no no idea. And then I had to figure out, like, okay, the mountain, like, in Provo is always going to be east. East, And that's how I had to figure out north, south, east, and west. And I'm like, okay, then if I'm going down to California, I go that way. So that's the only... So I guess I have an internal compass that way, but only when yeah, I'm in one need. small geographic location in Utah. Yeah. Sounds good. Anyway, I just want to chat about directions and I just want to chat about rockets. Anyway, I'm here. I had a fun last week. Sorry that there was no pod, but I was up in Hawaii. I I am not hip on the terminology. Many people have corrected me over Instagram DM. I was in Hawaii on Oahu in Waikiki. Like you say okay. that you're on the island. And like yes, this isn't the you're first not inside of the island. But I'm inside of Waikiki? Yes. Wouldn't wouldn't I technically be on anything if we're using that terminology? Yes, I mean technically, yes. I'm on Las Vegas right now. I'm on my office that I still haven't decorated yet. I'm not in it. I'm on it. Anyway, I went to Hawaii. I was invited by Silhouette, um, which is like a crafting company out of Utah. Um, They sell, you know, like fancy laser cutting printers. And I really was surprised by everything that you could do with these machines because I do not make crafts. I don't. I love doing crafts, but I'm never good at them. So I, I don't invite them into my life that often. But like I'll go to like a church crafting night and I'll have a good time. And I swear, like, this is going to sound sponsored because they did just, like, sponsor a trip to me to go to Hawaii for free. But I um, I really did learn so much about the printers, and I'm excited to use them. I don't know when they're sending me them, but allegedly it's happening. I heard from, like, multiple different people that it was going to happen, but never at one point was anybody like, hey, what's, <laughs> what's your address? So I'm, in theory, allegedly going to get a printer, and I will make something cool. I'll make, I vow to make something cool. If there's a way for me to make like merch. There was one time they were trying to, I was like filming content for them and they were trying to teach me how um, this really cool new like engraving feature that their machines have works. And they're like, let's make you a custom dog tag. What do you want it to say? And I was like, oh, can it say, I just want to chat podcast. And then they like start working on it on the computer. I walk away and then um, I came back to see that they were like really trying to figure out how to put all those words on on the dog tag. And I think that like they didn't want to offend me, but like after 15 minutes, they were like, do you mind if we maybe did like initials or something? Because it was like, you know, such a long, yeah, such a long title. Anyway, but the machines can do cool things. But that's not what really this is about today. But I just wanted to explain my absence and then also say thank you to Silhouette real quick. And then I'll... um. I'll do like a recap of the things I learned about on my page on Instagram because we're not here to talk about printers. But what if what if I just hard pivoted? Imagine imagine I was so enchanted by the things I learned in Hawaii where I'm just like, hey, guys, guess what? I just want to chat about printers now from now on. Anyway, let's talk about pop culture news. Alex, is there anything that's on your pop culture radar? 
I'm hiding the list of You're these. quizzing me? No, I, I just want to know, that. has anything come across your desk? That will tell me what like the biggest story in the country is right now. I guess I did see... I have something, seen something about Ashton Kutcher. And see, that's a hard one to talk about. Yeah. I don't know. And it's like two weeks old, so I think that we could probably skip it. But if you're unfamiliar, but I'm sure you are familiar at this point, but Danny Masterson, their friend from that 70s show, was arrested. Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, they wrote like character letters to a judge to try to minimize Danny Masterson's sentence. And they just said like, hey, he's a good guy. And also like he has a daughter. Would it be bad for his daughter to grow up without a father, et cetera, et cetera. And it seems like they thought that the letters were going to remain private. They did not remain private. And then, you know, deservedly so, people have been like, hey, that's not great. If, like, you should just, like, accept what the judicial system wants to do to people who commit horrible, disgusting crimes. Because also, like, thinking about that guy's case, I mean, I'm not a true crime girl. I don't like to really get into it. I tried to like post a couple stories about this case. And then like the responses I were get I was getting got very like conspiracy y really, really quickly. And I was like, oh yeah, like that's that's like a, a pass for me. I'm happy for anyone else that's into that, but it's just it's hard for me to swallow a lot of like dark conspiracies. Like I like fun ones, but like when they get really dark and like everybody's lying to you and there's like this big like all these like forces that are working against the everyday people and silencing and doing all this stuff. I just like kind of check out. It's none of my business, none of my business. But anyway, um, I like, I talked about it for a little bit because the crazy thing is that these like rapes that the man did happened. Like, again, I'm not a historian on this, but like happened like 20 years ago, I think. Wow. So like, it's, it's, like, so hard to convict a rape trial that, like, happens, like, the same year, you know? Yeah, that is a so long time So the fact ago. that they were able to convict something that happened so long ago tells me that must have been, like, extremely heinous. If, like, a jury... I think he was charged with, with three counts, convicted of two. One of them didn't hold up. But the other two... Um, the other two did, which is sad for the the one girl. But again, I must like emphasize, I don't really know anything about it. But it is kind of, if there's any like bright side, I think it's funny that people um, saw in Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis's apology video, they had a couple months ago done like a spread for Architectural Digest, which is like a publication about like home design. And they um, will, like, go into celebrities' homes. Normally, P.S., if somebody has an architectural digest spread, that normally means that they're headed towards divorce. So, like, they're, like, doing this, like, big spread, fancy spread of their home to up the property value so then when they divorce and sell it, it, it goes for a lot of money. Um, Interesting. I know it's, like, kind of a trick. Like, uh, Jennifer Aniston and Just- Justin Thoreau did it. And that was kind of like the first indication that they were going to get a divorce. But anyway, um, because of their architectural digest interview, you were able to see um, like the wall that they chose to film in front of. And like the wall that they chose to film in front of was just like this wooden wall, like looked like totally unassuming. But then you zoom out and it's like the side of their huge pool house, like next to their pool. Like they try to make it look really humble. But if you zoom out, it's just like this like glamorous Hollywood setting. So anyway, that was a little, it made me chuckle a little bit, Um, especially because Drew Barrymore, I guess we could talk about that story now. Drew Barrymore uh, found herself in a similar situation making an apology video this last week because Drew Barrymore... Drew Barrymore, who, by the way, is like my favorite celebrity of all time. I think if I could choose to sit down and have a dinner with anybody, she would be one of my top, if not my top. Like, I feel like a soul connection to Drew Barrymore. So it was really disappointing when um, earlier last week, she announced that her talk show, which is a struck WGA production, um, would be resuming. So she was just going to resume it without writers. She was just going to say like, we're just going to have people on and have discussions. Nothing's going to be written, 
but we have to get back to work. Um, the strike has been going on for at least, it's got to be going over a hundred and 130 days now for the writers. Wow. The, the actors started in the middle of July, but the writers have been going since May 1st. Um, so like 130-ish days or so. And Drew Barrymore is saying like, hey, we got to get back to work. She herself, although she's a member of SAG, she has a different Screen Actors Guild contract. Like there's different contracts for like late night hosts or and um, like talk show hosts and that kind of things. So Drew Barrymore's contract, she would not be breaking the strike as a member of the Screen Actors Guild. But by like having her show go on um, without writers and just saying like, oh, we're just going to kind of wing it. Nothing will be written. She's technically scabbing and like crossing the picket line. So she wrote a long post saying like, I know how like upset people are going to be about this, but we just have to get back to work. The response was mainly, it was like a little polarizing. Like a lot of people were like, yes, thank you for like putting people back in work or like the strike is ridiculous, whatever. But mainly the outcry was from people supporting the WGA and saying, Hey, like you're scabbing. You don't need to be doing this. You're like weakening our case, you know, like, cause the more shows that just say like, Hey, we, we just have to come back the, you know, like the less of a demand there are for writers, you know, like the less it will hurt the yeah. companies that they're striking against. So then she made an apology video, but it wasn't really an apology video because it was like, hey, I acknowledge that I've hurt people's feelings, but I am going to do it. And I understand why people are upset with me. So it wasn't like. Because, I mean, in my opinion, when you say, like, I'm sorry, it means, like, I'm sorry, and I'm going to, like, try not to do that thing ever again. But hers was, like, I acknowledge that I'm doing something bad, and I'm sorry that it's making you feel sad, but I'm still going to do it. Um, So she, she shot an apology video for that in her house, again, in, like, another very, like, fancy room. Um, that she tried to like make look really like humble and unassuming, but if you see pictures of her house and you like yeah. zoom out, it's like a very very like it's luxurious nice. New York uh, city apartment. Anyway, but then three days ago, um, so Drew filmed one episode, I believe, that was picketed by the WGA, and then she shut down production. She made a post that said, I have listened to everyone and I am making the decision to pause the show's premiere until the strike is over. I have no words to express my deepest apologies to anyone I have hurt. And of course, to our incredible team who works on the show and has made it as what it is today. We really tried to find our way forward. I truly hope to find a resolution for the entire industry very soon. Apology accepted, Drew. I love her. And I mean, I feel like the consensus on Twitter and everything was like, okay, she's scabbing. This sucks because I really, really love her. Like, I think she really is like very universally like well-beloved. Um, so I don't know. That that was a beginning and an end to a story. We rarely have those where <laughs> it's like <laughs> celebrity finds themselves in scandal. Celebrity behaves badly. Celebrity apologizes. People say, no, that's not good enough. And then it just kind of like is open-ended from there. I think this one really was a very lovely beginning to end. Like, hey, people are pissed at Drew Barrymore. She corrected the behavior. And all the comments are, apology accepted, Drew. You know, this was very big of you. Let's find a couple comments to to read here. Um, yeah, normalize changing your mind based on new information. Fabulous. There's always room to do the right thing. This is the Drew I know and love. (laughs) Listen, learn, lament, leverage. It's an art form, but an exercise for those in power. Keep listening and learning. I'm all, these are all from verified Twitter accounts or Instagram accounts, by the way, which also barely mean anything anymore because um, anybody could pay to get their account verified now, which by the way, this quick little tangent. As many of you know, because I feel like I talk about it quite often, I have not legally changed my last name to Mary Arndt. I go by Mary Arndt. It's my husband's last name. It's the name of my four children. Um, I've always had an excuse to not change it. But I mean, like I go by Mary Arndt, but legally, like on my license, my name is Mary Pearson because I have yet to go to the DMV. 
I've yet to go to the social security office. People will say, Mary, it's so easy. You just send the things in the mail. I don't kind of like, I kind of don't want to send the things in the mail. I feel like that's so risky. They have to have like the original copy of my birth certificate. I don't even know how to get one of those back if they like lost one of my things in the mail, you know? Yeah. So anyway, so now like it's just looming over my head every single day of my life. I promise you about three times a week, I make a loose plan to go to the social security office to change my name. And it's been that way for the last eight years where I just like kind of make a plan and then I never do it. So I've been putting off something for eight years, but anyway, but now I'm like really, really prompted to do it because I want the Instagram verification and I tried to pay for it. It's $14.99 a month. And I don't just want it for the blue check mark. I really want it because it's now the only way for, um, for you to like speak to a real person at Instagram. So like if your account gets hacked or something like I have like two really weird like community guidelines strikes against my account. So now my posts like won't go on people's explore pages, which like, you know, would be a good thing for me. It would be a really good thing for me. Um, but anyway, like, so I want to talk to a live person at Instagram to get those stupid community guidelines strikes like off of my account. Anyway, so I wanted to verify my account. So I paid the $14.99 and then I gave them my ID and everything. But because my last name is Mary Pearson and my name on Instagram is Mary Arndt, they can't verify me. And I don't want to change my name to Mary Pearson because imagine how the people will talk. Not that I'm a big deal or anything, but like, I mean, if a rando from high school with like 14 Instagram followers that I knew like 10 years ago changes their last name on Facebook, I'm texting at least six people I know saying like a divorce, there's news, there's gossip here, you know? So I know that if I, if I do that even for a minute, just to get like the blue check mark, what I just, maybe it's, maybe I respect you too much, Alex, Yeah, but I don't respect you enough to to change my last name actually, but I do respect myself enough to, um, to go change my last name. Not so I could have the same last name as my children and my husband, but so I could get the blue check mark on Instagram for legitimacy reasons. Yeah. How's that for a carrot? Yeah. It's maybe, maybe Mark Zuckerberg knew that I've just been dragging you along. Do your parents know that I haven't changed my last name yet? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, we've talked about it, right? I mean, like... I think you brought it up. I six don't. years ago. I don't know. I know that at one point, your dad didn't love the idea. Shout out to Mike Arndt. Great guy. But I feel like he was kind of like, what? You haven't changed your name? Because I bet you back in the day, it was really easy to change your name. But now, if I change my name, think about all the hoops I'm going to have to go through. But think about all the hoops I'll have to go through if my Instagram like gets hacked or something and I don't have the yeah. verification. Should I go to the social security office tomorrow? You can't shrug. One of these days. I was One like, of these you, days. You, you can't answer me with a shrug on a podcast because it's like an audio only medium. One of medium. these days. One of these days, yeah. Anyway, there's that. Um, Congratulations, Drew Barrymore. You did the right thing, and you seem to have avoided a public scandal. What an example to us all. Um, okay, so let me see. What do we else do we have going on here? Um, Alex, quick, what's your opinion on Olivia Rodrigo? One, two, three. As a 33-year-old man, tell me your opinion on Olivia Rodrigo. One, two, three, and go. Whatever. Latest teen, whatever. My gosh. Are you above the latest teen whatever? What's your favorite Olivia Rodrigo song? I honestly can't say. Because you love them all? No, because I like the one, but then it just got oversaturated. Oh, wait, because we do have to remember Alex Arndt is a man that listens to the radio. So I guess if you are only listening to the radio as your only source of music... You would get tired of yeah, driver's license just, at some point. Yeah. Is yeah, Vampire was... on the radio? Yeah, it's on the radio. Is but... Bad Idea right on the radio? Seeing you tonight, so. it's a bad idea, right? That's not maybe how it goes. just barely. Maybe just just barely, barely breaking in. Maybe. I think that that's like one of the best songs on the album. I think that that one's like an instant classic. I um, 
I've been like a little wishy-washy with the Olivia Rodrigo album. I think at this point I can confidently say I love 70% of it. I Let me pull it up real quick for the people. Um, I'll just kind of go by like quickly track by track. Um, when I went to Hawaii, I was like, oh, I want a fun playlist to like listen to. So I just like put some of my faves on a playlist and called it Girl Dinner because I was like, oh, I'll just like name like this funny playlist Girl Dinner. Like that's like a topical funny thing. And then um, one day I was like trying to find the playlist. I couldn't. So I just searched girl dinner because I was like, oh, I'm so original. No, thousands of podcasts named or uh, playlists named girl dinner. I'm not I'm not unique anyway. OK, all American bitch B word um, did not like it at first. I now love it. I think that she needs a new producer. I feel like the producer that she has. I mean, like he's been able to do some good things, but I think like he's not able to to sustain energy that well so we do get a lot of these like back and forth like quiet loud quiet things where I think he needs to work on like a more gradual build-up or some kind of way to sustain the energy because it, it's I, I don't like the, the loud quiet loud quiet loud aspect or whatever um but yeah I'm liking that uh song more now I was thinking so you know how you know how like TikTok trends start on TikTok with like very cool, very funny people doing it and no disrespect to anybody involved. I do it too. There's no such thing really as like stolen content online. It's all just like kind of like communal and we're all working as one hive mind, but it starts off on TikTok. It's very funny. It's very cute. Then like give it like a week and a half or so. It's really reached the masses on TikTok. And then like you're starting to skip the things with the same sound, right? Because like you've kind of, you've seen every iteration of the meme at this point and there's like, where else can we take it, right? So with the All American Bitch song, at the end, it has like the, I'm grateful all the time. I'm sexy and I'm kind. And it's like people just kind of smiling while they're stressed being a woman, you know, because it says like, I'm grateful all the effing time. Very funny memes. I love all of them. They all resonate with me. It's great. But the thing is, I feel like we dodged a bullet thanks to Miss Olivia Rodrigo putting that F-bomb in there because what's going to happen is the typical life cycle is something's on TikTok. It's very funny. And then a week and a half later, it's very, very much so on TikTok and it's losing its humor, but you're laughing at every like fifth one that you see, right? It's good. Then three weeks later, women on Instagram who make Instagram reels, steal the content from TikTok. They think that they're introducing a like a new concept or whatever. And they're just repurposing it on their Instagram reel. But that's not going to happen with this meme this time because it has the F word in it. And it's not going to make sense. Like this joke will not make sense without the F word in it. You know, so I think that we all dodged, dodged a big bullet here because we would have seen Every Utah mom influencer, bless their hearts, I love them all, but we would have seen every Utah mom influencer make some kind of video saying like, I'm grateful all the time, whatever, with that sound clip about like how like their husband like leaves their socks on the floor instead of in the hamper or whatever. So we really dodged a bullet. Everybody bow your heads and say, thank you, Miss Olivia Rodrigo. Um, okay, Bad Idea, right? One of the best songs that have definitely like, best song released this year, maybe, I love the song. It's so good. Vampire, what more can we say about it? Lacey, definitely about Gracie Abrams, but possibly about Madison Beer. I'm compiling a deep dive for my Instagram tomorrow on who the heck uh, Zach Bia is, who is like allegedly the guy that Vampire is about. And like a lot of these songs are about Get Him Back is about, etc. And there's a theory that the song is about Madison Beer because she's like a very pretty like pseudo starlet very pretty but then um she had a relationship with zach bia and olivia rodrigo also had a relationship with this guy zach bia so anyway lacy is a really good song but like lacy gracie that it, it makes sense and the fact that um gracie abrams opened up for taylor swift and that there's like allegedly beef there i don't know ballad of a homeschooled girl amazing stuff amazing stuff i um I think I will think of the line where it's like the called your mom, your wife line all the time. Very funny. Making the bed, hard skip. I think I've listened to it all the time, all the way through, maybe three times. 
It's a skip for me. Um, logical, great ballad. Good job, Olivia Rodrigo. Get him back. I love it. Um, it's not like my favorite favorite, but I do like the dances that people are doing on TikTok. Love is embarrassing. A banger. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, the grudge, a good song. I hate that there's like Taylor Swift lore surrounding it. And I love that. Like, I don't love that Olivia is going to like never really deny it and just kind of like let people think that she has this big grudge against Taylor Swift. I don't know. Because here's the thing that we also have to discuss. When it comes to, to Taylor Swift, to Olivia Rodrigo, to these songwriters, whatever, they don't have to always be writing autobiographically. Even when like Taylor Swift wrote Folklore and Evermore and she straight up told the people, this is not autobiographical. People were still like, Betty is about Carly Kloss. What if Olivia Rodrigo is writing songs? What if she's just writing songs? Wouldn't that be normal? Yeah, like that'd be normal, right? So people are like yeah. trying to assign meaning, meaning so hard. Like they're going through line by line and they're like, like in the song, The Grudge, it says like that phone call in May. And people are like, this is what Taylor Swift was doing in May of 2021 when Olivia Rodrigo's album came out. Like it's a little intense, guys. What if she's just kind of writing a song, you know? um pretty isn't pretty she's already released a song in the form of jealousy jealousy skip teenage dream um bold of her to make a song with that title also don't love it and especially was shocked that she released that song and again there's no such thing as like originality anymore it's okay but thematically it's the same song as nothing new by taylor swift so if taylor swift in your last album, got 50% of the writing credits or the royalty credits for a song. What I wouldn't be doing is A, writing songs about her. B, making songs like so very clearly thematically similar to a recent Taylor Swift song. You know what I mean? Anyway, good, um, good album. I do like it. Congratulations to Olivia Rodrigo for a good album. Um... Do you want to, oh wait, we talked about Katy Perry, so we could talk about her really quick. Um, Katy Perry confirmed my theory that she is going to be, um, just living out the rest of her life as a famous rich person and like not really making music anymore or anything. Why can she not make music anymore? No, she can make whatever she wants, but her last music attempts have all been flops. She has a residency in Vegas. I don't think it sells extremely well because I always get ticket emails saying like $35 Katy Perry tickets, but then it ends up being like $56 after fees. So I like, I never like really do it. Although I should, because it's going to end in October, <laughs> but time but is short, but I'm sure she'll be back anyway. Her music hasn't really been like hitting, you know, and she even kind of like jokes about it on stage uh like that her last era was a flop or whatever but she just sold all of her masters um for 235 million dollars and now i really just think that she's just gonna like ride off into the sunset and live as a rich person she's already like on the yacht circuit she's married to orlando bloom orlando bloom doesn't really act anymore and honestly more power to her i feel like at some point, you got to just kind of hang it up if you have the desire to. Like, I mean, if if songwriting and performing and stuff is really your passion, for sure, keep at it. But, you know, like, knowing when to hang it up and just enjoying your riches, very respectable. I'm jealous of that. When the I Just Want Chat podcast becomes a success after I, like, fully sell out, at one point, I'm just going to be like, that's enough money. I'm going <laughs> to yes, go hang so out. <laughs> Sell that. Would that be considered selling out? Or no? That's exactly what it's considered as selling out. Okay. Yeah. Like selling out, like you're not doing what but you But you are got doing, the money. Yeah, in exchange for money. Okay. Yeah. Um one, two, three, what's your favorite Katy Perry song? Go. How is it not but, on the tip of tip of your tongue? Teenage Dream is one of our favorite couple songs. Is it not? Yeah, that is a good one. It's on every single playlist we ever make. Yeah. I don't know. What what is what's the hidden? E. T. What's your favorite? Dark horse? I don't know, for some reason. 
You're going to come into our house no. right now and say that one of your favorite Katy Perry songs are is Dark Horse? No, but for some reason that was in my head. You can't think of any others? No. Have you ever seen the clip of her crying about Russell Brand? When he Probably. When he divorces her via he, text and then she has to go perform a show in Brazil minutes that later. That guy is so weird. Well, and he's like a horrible man, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Have you read the stuff about him? Uh, no. Here's what happened, but... guys. On Saturday, there was a news story. There was like a teasing of a news story. And how it was being positioned was like, this is going to rock Hollywood. This is going to rock celebrity world. And this is going to take down a lot of comedians. Russell Brand, a few days before these rumors started circulating, went on his, um, like, channels i think he has like youtube and stuff but he's also on like little like fringe sites he's like like joe rogan yeah he's like very he pivoted and now he's like very big on like the like i I don't think he calls himself right wing i think it's like free thinker or whatever but that's normally code word for something (laughs) which is is fine like think however you want to think but maybe don't like say harmful things to people um anyway he went on his page and he said, hey guys, I've gotten word that there's like some horrible allegations coming out against me. They're all false. But the thing is about his clip saying that um, that he had these horrible allegations like of rape. He was being accused of rape and underage rape to girls. There's this clip of him saying, all of my sexual relationships have been consensual. For some reason, there's a jump cut in between for all for or all of my sexual relationships have been cut consensual. So whoever edited this video together, he said something right before consensual that they decided to cut out. Why would they do that? Why not just refilm it? What word did he say or what tangent did he go on before he said consensual? That's... Probably, if you're making any kind of video ever, the worst place you could possibly have a jump cut in the middle of. Weird. That's your reaction? This man is professing his innocence, but there's a giant cut in the middle of it before he says... suspicious. Consensual. But... Not the best place for a cut. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, um... But so, yeah, there was like a big celebrity news story promised or, you know, talked about. Then so far, it only seems like it's about Russell Brand. And I mean, like, I'm of two minds about this. One, hopefully it's just Russell Brand and hopefully there aren't more rape victims out in the world that are going to be exposed or whatever, because hopefully there's not more bad things. I don't want bad Hollywood stories, even if they're like sensationalized and like interesting to talk about or whatever i'd rather there be no rape controversial opinion rather there not be any rape i've said that horrible word so many times on this podcast so far already i feel like i'm gonna have to like put like a trigger warning or something i don't like talking about any of this stuff i do not like true crime people true crime anyway um but then also the other part of me is like i'm a little let down like you thought that news about Russell Brand was going to shake Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, that's the... I haven't thought of Russell Brand <laughs> yeah. in years. I mean, actually, I was thinking about him in Hawaii because I was watching, um, or I was wishing that I was watching Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Sarah which Marshall. is one of my favorite movies ever and filmed in, on Oahu. And weird. That's the first R-rated movie that you ever watched. It's so you're, weird. You're just shaking your that head. That ending, we'll never get over that. What are you talking The Dracula musical? Yes. Wasn't it, it a puppet thing? Yeah. yeah. Because he loves the Muppets. I and know, that led him to do the Muppets, which is our favorite family yes. movie. Yeah, that's great. But This is a life update, guys. I've been trying so hard to figure out a, a tact... Uh, what, what word do I want to use here? A logistically possible way to turn my family into the Muppets for our family Halloween costume. I can't figure it out. I have searched... Four hours trying to family Halloween costumes are a big deal to me. And tonight I think I finally settled on one. It's going to be less DIY than I normally like to do. Like, I think I'm just going to kind of do a couple store bought costumes, but 
and we'll be like one of many, many, many families doing this, but whatever. But anyway, this is my like Hail Mary before I start buying crap. If anybody has any real way to turn my family into the Muppets in a way where people will look at us and like recognize that we are the Muppets, for some reason, I don't know why the Muppets resonate with our family so much, but we love them. Life's yeah, a happy song. I, I love the Muppets. My favorite Disney but song. I don't like random puppet shows to Dracula normal movies. What do you call forgetting Sarah Marshall a normal movie? Is that where you were like, wow, this is my first R-rated movie I've ever seen, and this is what happens in it? Puppets? Is that what you think that the it church was, has been hiding from you for your whole weird. life? No R-rated movies because you might discover puppets. Yeah. Alex is like just kind of like raising his eyebrows, refusing to acknowledge what I just said. Anyway, um, Russell Brand, yeah, was not shocked. Like that was not shake Hollywood to its core news. Like, oh, this man that like I assumed was just like a little creepy already turned out to be a mega creep. Sad, horrible, disgusting, allegedly, by the way. Um, but not like Hollywood is shaken to its core. Hollywood's stopped its tracks, you know? Alex is refusing to acknowledge. Um, but he doesn't like talking about true crime either, which is why it's time to talk about the eight passengers update. Sorry, Alex. Oh, wow, great. Alex, what do you want to say about the eight passengers real quick? As somebody who's a close, who was close at one point in life to Kevin Frankie at school. I mean, it's just sad deal it's a sad deal uh, yeah. yeah i shouldn't sound I that hope. excited about your association with kevin frankie or t- the story in general i hope because it's disgusting i hope he's doing okay i, I hope the kids are doing okay. yeah i hope that the kids are doing okay i hope that everyone that deserves morally to be okay yeah. is doing okay i i need more answers about the dad i need more answers about kevin Like, I just, I need to know, when was he kicked out? What was his access to the children like? Why didn't they get, my whole thing is why didn't they get divorced? You know? Like, if he got kicked out, which is what the reports are saying, which we kind of already knew about. Why not just, like, get divorced so then he could file for custody and then get the kids some some of the times? And that's my thing. Quick side tangent. A couple weeks ago on the podcast, I said... Hey, everybody, I have this influencer story that I want to talk about, but I can't talk about on here. I'm just going to talk about it anyway, because this woman keeps posting the stories and they're all public or whatever. And I owe so many people DMs about this. And then like some things in my life got like a little crazy and I was never able to respond. Anyway, the story that I was following really closely was Alex Boyer um, and his wife. They have eight children and they were family vloggers. Alex Boyer, he does like Africanized, I think that's the word he uses. Like, he takes songs on YouTube and makes them sound like in, like in an African, traditional African style. Um, and he, he works with the Mormon church very closely. They, they bring him around often. And, um, and he like speaks at events and whatever. He's kind of like a poster child for the church. They had eight kids, and it seems like in, um, I think, March, maybe January, he left his family. His wife posts everything, I mean, not everything, but posts a lot of things publicly about this situation. And what I've been able to ascertain, I don't know these people personally, is that She's hoping that he'll come back so they won't actually get divorced. But because of that, it's it's a big rabbit hole. And like if you find their Instagram, if you DM me, I promise you I'll actually send it along. But if you find their Instagram, you can like look through. There's like videos of her taking her kids to the Bishop's storehouse like for food. No shame in that. But just she says um, that she's like getting, you know, extra help with food because she can't afford food because her husband left them. Um, and there's like videos of her kids crying about how much, much they miss their dad and, and stuff. It's very, it's so sad. It's so sad. But that's what I was referring to 
a couple weeks ago. Um, but yeah, like it seems like they won't get legally divorced. And so she can't get financial help. I'm assuming because there's no divorce. And that's my thing with Kevin and Ruby. Like, why didn't they just freaking get divorced? Like that's before we know anything else about the situation. I think that's a fault that I could put on him. That he, that he didn't divorce her once he got kicked out, so then he could get legally enforceable custody of children at least part of the time, you know? But yeah. that's me. I don't know the nitty-gritty yeah, of that. Yeah, the, uh, the whole... But it doesn't seem great. Anyway, kind of the update from um, the Jody Hildebrandt and Ruby Frankie case is... Um, Let's see. Jody Hildebrandt has given up her license to practice counseling in Utah following her arrest as she stands accused of child abuse, according to the state's Division of Professional Licensing. That's got to be... Is that different than her therapist license? What does it say? Counseling license? Yeah, practicing... Practice counseling. Is that different than therapist? I think it's different. Because I know that she lost her therapist license years ago. So Jody Hildebrandt, as a reminder, is like the woman that owns... And created like the cult connections. So Ruby Frankie found Jody Hildebrandt's teachings. And Jody has been teaching this to many people. Ruby it resonated with her. Ruby was already not great and did a lot of things that appeared to be abusive behaviors on her YouTube channel. And she would publish it and she would post it. And then it seems like to most people that have followed the case for a long time. That Ruby's... You know, behavior really escalated once she got in with Jody. Anyway, but I know that Jody lost her therapist license years ago because she was like disclosing things from therapy sessions to Mormon bishops, which like you're not supposed to do. Um, okay, let's see. I'm trying to find. Um, this is not the link that I thought that I was going to be clicking on. Basically, they had like a brief um, hearing yesterday and things were going to be expedited, but now they're not going to be expedited and they're trying to get parts of the case sealed. I hope that they're able to seal the parts of the case that like just have to do with the children, like the custody and um, things like that. But it doesn't really, as of right now, the court dates are public. So there's going to be an in-person court date um, on October 17th. And then things will kind of go from there. But more and more clips are coming out. Like people are really diving into like the Connections Facebook group and things and finding just heinous, horrible videos of Jody and Ruby just saying their horrible ideas. Um, so yeah, I, I think like ultimately what it is, is it's just like such a sad story of these children, not only just being like horrifically abused, but being failed by the system and being failed by like adults over and over and over and over and over again. And it seems like, like, I mean, it's on record that CPS was called or DCFS was called on their family 15 times between March and July. And Sherry Frankie, the oldest daughter, she had personally called the police twice on the mom. Um, Neighbors have raised suspicions and stuff. And it just seems like these kids have been like, really, really let down by systems that were supposed to protect them many, many, many times. So I think that that's like the most, that's the hard part. That's, I mean, the whole thing's hard. The whole thing's disgusting to talk about, but I think like really sitting with those realities shows like how much like bigger of a picture this really is. So anyway, that's your eight passengers update for today. Um, I'll continue to post more as there are more things to talk about. Is there anything pleasant? We could end with Travis Kelsey um, and Taylor Swift. The British have been defeated (laughs) once again. Finally. Taylor Swift has not had an American boyfriend since 2011. Wait, is this official or is this just fake news? Okay, so there's sources. Because it sounds like not confirmed. It's not confirmed, but. There are sources like to Dumois that have said that they've been talking. Dumois is hit and miss. But the way that the Kelsey family and Travis Kelsey have been playing into it, if there wasn't any shred of truth there, Taylor Swift's camp, like team, would cut that off so, not, pardon my pun, swiftly. 
Like, they would, like, it would not stand for, like, a public figure to constantly be alluding to something. She would put out something saying either, like, a cheeky something being, like, single life or something. Or her team, a close to, a source close to Taylor says, Taylor's happily single right now and focused on her tour, blah, 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 blah. So if there wasn't a shred of truth there, it would be struck down. And the fact that it hasn't been struck down yet shows to me that something is happening. But anyway, she hasn't had an American boyfriend since Connor Kennedy. I think I like this guy. I don't know much about football or him. The stuff with him and his brother was cute. I know that he loves his mom. Taylor Swift loves his mom, loves her mom. It seems like their moms might be friends just based on looking at them like they look like two nice ladies they might be friends I don't know I don't have that much of a opinion about it I have like a slight case of Taylor Swift fatigue and I was swiftly again um humbled on Instagram today because I was like does anybody else have Taylor Swift fatigue oh and like the movie coming out in October it's all like a little much and I got like a a a Generous handful of compliment of comments, not compliments, of people <laughs> saying, "Hey, I didn't get Eras tour tickets, so I'm excited. You got to see oh, it twice." Burn. Yeah, yeah, I did burn. kind of feel bad about that. I know. Burn. The thing is, is like I don't really think I'm like meant to be on the internet. Nobody meant to, to be mean. Like nobody was like really being mean. Um, and that was like a perspective that I'm like, shoot, yeah, I should have like prefaced it. Because what I mean is. I'm mainly surprised logistically or like strategically that Taylor Swift would be releasing the Eras Tour movie in the middle of October. 1989 at the end of October, going back on tour in November, probably releasing Reputation, you know, around New Year's Day, I would assume. And then hopping back on tour in February, touring throughout the summer. It just, it seems like a lot. And I'm kind of surprised that she would would release it now um although there are many reasons why it does make sense for her to release it now such as like you know a lot of movies getting moved because of the strike so the theaters are open anyway i don't think i'm supposed to be on the internet because when i get any comments like that i'm like oh so everyone hates me (laughs) so they were so everyone secretly is just like hate following me I I never say anything nice or right ever. That's it, huh? You know? So the internet might not be the right place for me, but that's okay. I am having fun. And I did get to go to Hawaii because of it. Alex, aren't... Do you have anything to say about Travis Kelsey? Anything we need to know? Um, He is good at football. What's his position? Tight end. What does a tight ender do? They... They block people. I was like, you watch so many hours of football a week. They block people. And you can't tell me. And they catch the ball in the middle of the field. Hmm. And are usually very big people. I see. But also fast. Does his brother also play the same role? No. Was his brother His brother is the center. The guy who throws the ball between his legs. So... Our sons, I mean, like any of our kids could could be athletes, but should we just like work on making a sports dynasty in our family? We don't have height on our side. None of our kids are going to be tall. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, children. But should we just work on that? So then I could be like a Mama Kelsey in the future. Mama Art, if I ever change my last name. Yeah, if you ever do. I'll just be at like Super Bowl. What number would it be? 100? Sure. Just yeah, a, I can't even keep this with a split jersey for Leo <laughs> in August. Split anyway, everyone, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at, at I Just Want to Chat podcast. Follow us on Instagram at, at I Just Want to Chat podcast. And if you're feeling kind and generous and nice, please um, rate, subscribe, share do whatever you want or would like with this podcast as long as it's positive because again i don't want everyone to think that they that the world hates me anyway um okay don't know how else to end this alex aren't do you have anything else to say nope nothing more i have to say um 
there was a really nice uh, moment last time I mentioned that we had a podcast episode together. I wrote about it on Instagram. I posted it. And then you just commented and said, thanks for having me on. As if it was like, I had you on as like a, a promotional. A promotional guest. Yeah. Like. A first choice guest. Yep. I not mean, a backup plan. First in my heart, baby. Yeah. Um, also, I'm just going to add in like a little quick bonus thing of me and Jen. Um, from Jen Likes Big Books, who I mentioned earlier. There is like a clip of us in the beginning talking about um, Akatar of the A Court of Thorn and Roses, those books that I read over the summer. Um, I I have a clip. So if you like Akatar, then stick around for that because it was a good discussion and I don't want it to go to waste. Um, it was such a bummer that we had like technical difficulties. So I'll have to have her on sometime soon. All right. Love you all. Bye. Hello, everybody. Okay, I'm so excited. Today, we are blessed, blessed, gifted, enchanted, because we have um, Jen from Jen Likes Big Books underscore on Instagram. She is a book aficionado and a funny person and also my friend. We live in like the same area in Las Vegas and we have kids like similar ages. So I see her around at the park sometimes and I'm so excited. And also she came to me in my hour of need because I um, kind of forgot that I had a job last week and I did not plan anything for this week's podcast. And then I like last minute asked Jen if she would be on the show with me today. And she said yes. And I'm so grateful. Hello, Jen. Do you want to say hello? Hi? I'm oh. so excited to be here and I will be, I'll be on your podcast whenever you want me to. I'm so honored. I love I hope, it. I hope that didn't sound sassy a second ago when I was like, do you want to say hi? But I think it's because I gave you the longest winded um, intro ever. Um, you probably were like, all right, now what, where else is this monologue going? What else is Mary going to say? Um, but anyway, I'm so it's excited. Great. I love it. I'm so excited that Jen is here. She always replies to my stories and has really good pop culture takes. Even though she is a book girl, she still has her foot uh, in the world of pop culture. She has her finger on the pulse, if you will. Um, so this will be really good. And I, um, in, when was it? In July? I do not really read books. Jen reads a lot of books. Like two months ago, no I was problem. like, well, like, I just, I watch so much TV and I do like, I'll read books, but I'll like reread the same books over and over and over again. Like if I have like a spare couple minutes, I could just like pull it up on my phone. I get like everything. I just like go on Reddit to find PDFs of like whatever books I want to read and then just like download them to my phone. I know that's like not like the legal way to do it, but anyway. Me, I, I'll teach you about Libby after this. Okay. We'll teach okay. you about the library. It's It's so easy. <laughs> The library, yes. Please teach me about the library. the library. But no, I have to say though, I've tried doing like Libby and everything. Let me know if there's like something that I'm missing. I've tried to do things like that and they're always like on hold. Yeah, my like, hold can... list is like 25 books long right now and it's just they come available and you're like, cool, this is what I'm reading next. But so. like... It's a process. I mean, maybe if I was like a habitual reader and I was reading all the time, but when the mood strikes me and I'm like, okay, I, I have place, a place in my life for a book. I just want to read it right now. So I did like look on my, I mean, should I be confessing to a crime? I don't think this is legal. And I'm sorry <laughs> to the money that I took out of the Akatar woman's pocket, but um, I like looked it up on like my library app. It had a million holds on it. I couldn't get it. So then I just like went on Reddit. I just typed in like a court of thorn and roses PDF. And then like instantly Do you like to read it, it on your phone? Or yeah. like a paperback book? I okay. mean, an, an amazing dream scenario would be I had a paperback book and I had time to like hold my paperback book and read for my paperback book. But that's just like also, you know, just not a reality. You're a mom and it's, hard to do that <laughs> but I mean like you're also a mom and you find time but anyway it's a priority problem but I did read one book in July I read a series of books the Court of Thorns and Roses books because Jen suggest suggested them and also I mean like I've heard about them for a long time but I I feel like I have to apologize to you because I started reading that book and then I like made it your problem where I was like 
every time I have a book update, I have to tell Jen or like my other friends online. Okay, but I really love that because I like force my friends to read these books because I want to then like live through them and hear their thoughts as they're reading it. So don't ever think you're bothering me. I'll tell people like, hey, read this book and then text me when you get to this part and tell me when you get to this part and I want to hear your opinions every chapter. I mean, I guess that's how I am. It does not bother me. I love it. That is how I am like with TV and I get DMs from people all the time where they're like, sorry, you probably don't care about these updates, but I just finished like season two of whatever. And I'm like, yes, I do care. Please continue to tell me. Yeah, um, I love it. I care. <laughs> so I like, I made it to like 70 ish percent of the way through the third A Court of Thorn and Roses book. What What's the third one called? A Court of... Oh my gosh, you guys can see this right now because this is an audio medium. But Jen just like leaned her head back and just like looked at her bookshelf to find my bookshelf. I just had to check it. I didn't want to mess it up. A Court of Wings and Ruin. Yeah, I I bowed out at that book. It was like too much war, not enough cuteness. It's a lot of war in that one. And I just, I gotta say, people who write fantasy books, you gotta. I mean, I understand the desire to like make up all these fake names and they probably have different meanings and whatever, but you got to at least make them like look like different than all the other names. Like at one point, like there was Tamlin and then like the other boy, Tomlin or something. What was his name? Resand? No, no, not Resand. No, not the, not the Uh, husband. Lucian? No, no, there's, like, this other boy, she goes to, like, his village and, like, flirts with him. His his name looked just like Tamlin. Oh, Hellion? No, it starts with a T, and it looks just like Tomlin. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, but, like, there's so many names, and they all, like, were blending together, then there was so much war, and, like, the cute people weren't being cute anymore. I don't know. But then also, like, I'm glad... I feel like you need to power through and finish the series, because you have two more books left. I thought that there were like ten books. So there's so there's like a little book after it. You can think it's like I like to say it's like the Downton Abbey Christmas special version of like the Guitar series. So like I it's don't like have a to little, read that one. You don't have to, but you can. It's so short that you would read it. It's a quick one. Okay. And then the last one is like so it's from the character Nesta's point of view, her sister. Who which everyone like, hates. I was like, she's like the worst person. I don't want to hang out with her for But a then you life. love her. Then you love it's her redemption arc. And it's so spicy. I don't know. Okay. Well, I mean, that that sounds fun. But who is she with? It's a it's a, it's a good time. It's a good what? Cassian. Okay. I mean, not is, that as a big spoiler. Is like, it's, like a, it's all over. It's yeah, all think, over TikTok. You yeah, I think it. I've seen the memes. <laughs> But I did um, see like the funniest review ever. Um, you probably have seen this. I bet you it's like a meme. Like, because if I saw it, then I'm sure like the real book community has seen <laughs> this meme like for months and months. But it really like raised a lot of my questions, concerns, thoughts about the series. Um, this reviewer on Goodreads said about A Court and Thorn- of Thorns and Roses said, an illiterate 19-year-old straight up kills a guy and is outraged when there are consequences. Her punishment is living in a mansion with a hot mayor and hanging out with his friend, the nicest guy in the world and the only character that I care about in the series. Yes, first of all, my whole thing was like, girl, just, I mean, like, I know that you found love with, like, Resand or whatever. But when, but when she's, like, locked up in the house and she just gets, like, paint all day and, like, she's well-fed and then she just, like gets to hang out like with her hot man and stuff like at night and like everything's great. I'm like, girl, stop complaining. My goodness. It's like when Bella like, Swan was in a, used to live in a little shack. Yeah. Like you were <laughs> killing, pretty great. You were like killing your food and like your family hated you. Like your whole life is better now. And then it says, um, this is a tragic turn of events for Feyre. Is that how you say her name? Feyre? Yeah. <sighs> Can't believe we got it right as it separates her from her life as an indentured servant to her crappy family, um, who's going to take care of her deadbeat dad, her personality-proof younger sister, Nesta, and Nesta, the Satan's apprentice. One day, a generically handsome man appears and all of Book Talk suddenly developed a bat fetish overnight. Some stuff happens as Feyre ends up at the Tri-Wizard Tournament. I don't do Harry Potter, but I'm sure that's a thing. 
from hell where she has to outsmart <laughs> a worm. Thera struggles and eventually triumphs due to um, severe interference from outside sources. This goes on for five books. Um, that's kind of like where I landed with it. It's not wrong. It's not wrong. Yeah, like so they're... the first time, it, it's accurate. The first time I read the Akatar series, that was like my first little, I dipped my toe into fantasy books. Because before that, I really wasn't fantasy, other than like Harry Potter, Twilight, Hunger Games from yeah. my teen years, you know. Other than that, that wasn't really my genre. But I read through that series and I was like, oh, okay, maybe I like this. And then I like tried another series of hers and I was like, okay. And then I'm like, cool, I like guys with bat wings. So it's become my personality now. Okay, well, no, so that was also the thing. So I, I'm reading book three it's taking me a long time to get through it, but like I've, I'm kind of on the book talk at this point now because I've now read two and a half books at this point. So I'm in book mm-hmm. talk. I'm a member of the book reading community. And then I stumble upon a fan art of what all the people are supposed to look like. And when I yeah. tell you that I got the ick for myself so badly, not to yuck anybody else's yum, but they showed like these men with wings and like purple eyes and all this stuff. I'm like, am I a pervert? Because I've been like, (laughs) because I've been so into this whole thing and like, oh, this is like so steamy and so good. Like love, like this guy Resand is this like, you know, such a good guy, such a good man. And then I see a picture of like, because I mean, when it comes to descriptions and books, I just glaze over it, you know, Mm -hmm. my eyes like glaze over. But no, once I saw like a visual depiction of what I've been like reading, then it's like oh no oh no like See, in my mind i sort of picture like a legolas type character you know you got the pointy yeah. ears but like obviously darker features for this book and then the wings honestly i would never imagine the wings being a part of it they're always a part of it because they're there but just like not how i visualize it you know because I... my mind is like how do you put a shirt on when you have wings how do you sit in chairs yeah. you know well, like I, I saw the picture and immediately I was like, Mary, you pervert. You've been telling people on the internet for weeks now that you've been reading these books and they're all just thinking that like, I'm just into these bats anyway. So <laughs> there's that I downloaded, um, I downloaded the fourth wing to read on, oh, yeah. on my trip. I didn't even open it up. I, I read page one and then I got busy doing other things. All right, team, I'm going to cut it off right there. That's the end of my discussion with Jen. Was it necessary for me to put it in? I think it was. I think it was. I've had those feelings about Akatar simmering within me for a long time. And I've like talked about it here and there on Instagram, but like I've never really unleashed my myself ick. Because I mean, once I found out what those people are really supposed to look like, I just, I could not, I could not do it anymore. Anyway, thank you for listening today to today's episode and I will see you all soon. Bye.